0: Hello and welcome to Dig It. I'm Peter Brown and hosting the show with me today is Chris Day.
1: Hi Chris. Hi Peter.
0: Wow September already. Where has the summer gone? (laughs) Honestly Chris as we get older the time does get quicker as they say. Yeah anyway I I guess we must apologize this month listeners because there's a lot of background noise I'm afraid. Um, It's a glorious sunny day here whilst we're recording so we're in an outdoor building but we've got a A new polytunnel going in for the mail order, which is creating a little banging sound. And got the (laughs) usual aircraft and all the rest of it going over. So apologies if you get a bit distracted by (laughs) odd noises. (laughs) Anyway. Mm. Back on more serious matters. What's yeah. going on in the garden, Chris? What's in the news? Mm-hmm.
1: So, well, let's start with some what's on. Um, Brilliant. In view of the fact that we're into September. And interestingly, our, our charity of the, of the year, Peter, obviously, Gone Organic, is doing something quite different uh, through the whole month of, of September. In fact, from okay. the 1st to the 30th, they are going to be or, promoting 30 thrifty biodiversity projects each day. So 30 one, each day yeah well 30 over the each oh, sorry 30, 30 over, of, over 30. The, the month of, of september so right
0: that makes more sense yeah. so I, I, I was gonna say that's no. a lot <laughs> <laughs> that's an awful uh, lot been very but, greedy isn't it but so no, 30 uh, yeah. no different projects brilliant yeah, okay yeah. Nice so one. Um, yeah
1: so it's uh, organic september at God, organics so if you follow them on any of their uh, socials look look for uh, hashtag thrifty 30 which is quite has a nice ring to it, doesn't it? Mm. Um, so that's good. Um, over the first and the third of September um, is the Gardeners' World uh, Autumn Fair at Audley End House and Garden. Yep. Over at lovely Saftrum Walden. Um, this is going to be quite an, quite an interesting event, isn't it? Because it's one of their, their new departures for mm. the Gardener's World magazine. So good luck with that. And then over Tuesday the 5th to the 10th of um, September, it's the uh, RHS Wisley Flower Show. The uh, big one. It is a big one for them, yep. yeah. And it's, a, it's obviously a five-day show. So that should be good. Now the next one... Um, I'm, this is this is really I'm, I'm really fascinated by this one piece. Is. It's over uh, Saturday the 16th and Sunday the 17th of September at uh, Lillingston Castle. Now Lillingston Castle, uh, they have basically a Mexican celebration. Uh, right. To uh, they call it Cactus in the Castle, which has a lovely ring yeah. to it, doesn't it? And over the weekend, basically, this is over in, in Kent, uh, you're basically invited to the the World Garden that celebrates lots of garden plant heritage, Right. and you can browse through 30 uh, or so uh, leading nurseries, and uh, it has quite a lot of unusual sort of plant collections there as well, and ah. it's all hosted by uh, Tom Hart Dyke. Now, he was in the news Gosh, probably about twenty odd years ago, he was the gentleman who was kidnapped when he was going. He went plant hunting, Um, right? Okay, yeah. There's a story uh, which is yeah. So he went over uh, and got got kidnapped, and it's an amazing story. If any of our listeners have have read the book of his, it's it's absolutely fascinating. Maybe one day we'll get him on as a
0: a guest. Mm. On on, sounds like an interesting story. I mean, you you don't think plant hunters are generally not (laughs) sort of political targets or uh, sort of armed force targets, aren't they? It (laughs) it was just a, a Interesting, Obviously. why they kidnapped him? But yeah, indeed. maybe he had a dangerous-looking trowel or something. That was <laughs> yes. Yeah, that pocket knife just probably wasn't uh, <laughs> wasn't good enough.
1: So that's that's interesting. And then uh, on Sunday the seventeenth, we've got uh, another rare uh, autumn plant fair at uh, uh, Board Hill uh, Gardens over in Haywood Heath. Yep. And then the next biggie, uh, as far as big plant shows, uh, mm. really, is the Malvern plant and. And garden fair at uh, obviously those wonderful showgrounds in the Malvern, lovely rolling Malvern Hills. And that's Malvern the last District. weekend of the month, isn't it? It is it its yeah. It was
0: penultimate weekend of the month, 22nd to 24th of September. That's
1: it, yeah. And then, uh, we're well, going to give this a plug, Peter, because it's the last day of, of September into the first day of October. It's our Apple weekend. Apple at the weekend yeah. again,
0: yeah. Well, my apples are doing really well in the uh, allotment. I was a bit worried about them mm-hmm. earlier in the year, because I was thinking, mm-hmm. with the weather, Indeed. are we going to get any crop? And yeah, this year, blackberries and apples are doing amazingly. Fantastic. My Correct. squashes are mm-hmm. yeah, an absolute waste of time. No. They're about... I I think that the biggest one now has got one runner about 12 inches long. Gosh, that's not good. No No, fruit. No, no. No, like a couple of flowers, but just absolutely nothing. Courgettes similar yep. How, yep. how are yours doing okay uh beans i've been mean, i'm literally overrun by beans both
1: runners and, and and climbing french they've been it's been a good year for those i have to say Really. strawberries were very short season they were nice but i didn't have the the, the, the i've got the, a flush of strawberries coming
0: through now have you oh yeah oh well there you go uh, and yep. yeah your beans are doing well my beans are mm. now i'm gonna say four and a half five foot oh okay mm-hmm. since i come back from holiday they've definitely got beans on them now yeah, good and i'm yeah. hoping in yeah. maybe a week or two's time i might yeah. get my first crop
1: yeah, indeed but i think that you know the, the weather's just been so much against us this summer hasn't it it's just been obviously uh, you know it's obviously an improvement in august which is which is good uh, to yeah. see um but let's see how things fare out but uh, yeah, no to, tomatoes have been a definite disappointment this year they're they're full of trusses full of green fruits but not one ripe and one in sight so that's ah. really late for me how have you got it? a
0: banana underneath them no, I haven't. Oh, of course. Because yeah. the turpentine or something like that... Oh, yes. ...that yeah. comes out of the <laughs> banana skin. You can eat the banana, from what I can remember. Okay. But, yeah, you just uh, chuck some old banana skins on the, in, near the plants oh. and... Hopefully, yep. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> get them uh, to uh, sort of colour up a bit. I sincerely hope so.
1: Yeah, it's good. So yeah, so Apple Weekend, uh, we've got our uh, good friend uh, Jerry Edwards, our RHS uh, uh, Apple expert. He's coming
0: to identify them, isn't he? he so is. if you've got some apples in the garden and mm. you don't know what variety they are, yeah, bring it. Bring a couple of fruits, a bit of foliage along with you, and uh, um, hopefully Jerry can identify them for you. Yeah, and yeah. equally. Mm, Going back to Garden Organic, Chris is back with us again. Yes, Chris he, Collins, indeed. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he did the show last show, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Yes, back in A couple of weeks ago. Weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a great... Just learning more about him. He's mm. a lovely character, isn't he? Fantastic. And yes. yeah, he's going to be here, so obviously come and interact with him if you want to. Indeed. And yep. um, yeah, apples, apples, apples. Well,
1: indeed. And we have, yeah, the, the Mid groups with us as well to give uh, some some really good practical instruction on how to make uh, apple juice.
0: Brilliant.
1: Yeah, so plenty going on through the month of September.
0: So we're not having the beekeepers here the, with the honey show no, this no, year? No, s-
1: sadly not. Uh, they've, they've moved over to, to Pastures New.
0: For, okay, uh, so yeah, no, looking at the website, well, the, the North Bucks yes. Beekeepers Association, there's four, I think four or five different societies, societies. that are all, mm-hmm. all get together. They're, they're, they're having their show the weekend before Apple weekend this year, and that's over in York House, Stony Stratford.
1: Okay, so just literally just down the road.
0: Yeah, so yeah. No, but no, on the twenty fourth yeah. rather than um, our weekend. So that that's interesting, yep. and you know, I hope they have lots of success with that. Indeed, brilliant, good stuff. Yep. So. so what's been happening in the news then?
1: Yeah, you'd think you know, sort of August September, it's a quiet time, but there is still lots going on. One news story which caught my eye, especially at this time of year, is we're we're thinking about our sweet peas because it's been mm. quite a good good summer for them. Certainly, mine have been doing quite well. Is the fact that uh, a new species could offer the potential of
0: food. Oh, right. So... (laughs) Because have you ever tried eating a sweet pea? I haven't, no, no. I seem to remember as a child, right? <laughs> I did, and they were really bitter. Oh, okay, really no sweetness, n- n- yeah. not, not nice at all. Because no. I thought they were monge too, and I seem to remember <laughs> my uh. mother laughing at me mm-hmm. and um, saying, "You silly fool, you <laughs> don't <laughs> eat things you don't know what they are." And yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, from memory, they were horrid. Yes, <laughs> nothing like a mange too Well,
1: fortunately, these are slightly different. Although they're called, we, we put them under the or group them under the name sweet pea. They they're basically chickling or grass peas so it's uh, okay it's uh, it's hardy legume uh, commonly grown for human consumption and livestock and it's used in obviously areas such as bangladesh india pakistan nepal ethiopia and algeria so it's it's out there and but why not bring it to the fore uh, as, a, as a you know a food possible or, yeah well why not yeah. yeah and it's been grown for a long old time as well eight thousand years
0: wow that's really interesting, because yeah, it was, was it last month we mm. were chatting about baked beans. Indeed, being so,
1: trialled in this country. Yeah, yes. So, you know,
0: yeah. they, they, they've obviously been doing a lot of work with peas and beans recently. Mm. That, that's but, really interesting. Uh, but
1: yeah, the, the, basically this new form, they're going to breed out basically all the the, the nastiness to the, to the flavour. So they'll mm. get rid of the bitterness and obviously have a bit of sweetness. And of course, it's going to be very low in toxins, so it will be
0: nice and uh, healthy to eat. Brilliant, great stuff. Well, maybe we'll look forward mm. to a plate of sweet peas on, uh, yeah, on the table that. next I, year. Going <laughs> to be good, good marketing <laughs> with that, I think.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And we all often talk about sort of gardens in the the headlines. Well, uh, a large garden, obviously, very close to the garden centre here. Blenheim Palace is undergoing quite a big, um, big. Well, worldy sort of reimagining. Re, re, re reimagining, I'm having a revamp. A revamp, yeah. A, a,
0: reimagining as well, I think. Oh, yes. right. okay. Because so that was one of Capability Brown's. It was, it was indeed. very it was similar a, to Stowe, sort of all yeah. lovely lakes and valleys and uh, sort of. Basic
1: of tree planting and yeah, big, yeah, big vistas, aren't they? That's the thing there. But Okay, uh,
0: so what are they up to? They're, they're, they're building a waterfall, are they? Or yeah, or they're doing lots
1: of. Yeah, so basically they're creating lots of new areas and they're trying to, I think, go back to. To the historic roots of of the gardens so they're trying to yeah probably looking okay. at maybe some of the, the previous plans there to make it more feasible um, but wow. no it looks looks really good and that's going to be a big, big big old project it's going to take uh, some time but obviously when you go there as a visitor you will start to see a few changes mm. uh, there as well and I mean yes certainly I think it's all about the grandeur isn't it of any of the the large capability brown designs um, yeah so
0: It'll be look. interesting to see when it's mm. all finished Brilliant. yeah indeed, yeah this nice one
1: and uh, our good friends at the uh, the charity, the National Garden Scheme, they've announced their, um, their their new projects for five communities, and uh, right, okay. this is something which they do actively get involved with. In. I think when we were, we were chatting to them earlier on in the year, they were saying that they encourage people to, to put in sort of projects and uh, themes for them to, to possibly give some of their, their money out to. So those have been... Uh, announced so quite a few these are going to be uh, projects benefiting from up to 5000 pounds in funding and professional yep. development programs so quite a few so including um, sanctuary which is a a project to self safeguard garden space for women with serious mental health issues in gloucestershire um, one over in um, in staffordshire a funding of health clinics so very pertinent and uh, yeah, very very useful projects. Which of course is an extra benefit of you going and enjoying a garden through the the garden scheme. Well, that's
0: it, isn't mm. it? And I, I guess as we gardeners know, mm. mental mm. health is always improved by a good hard slog on the spade or <laughs> yeah. Myrrh, and it, it, it get, gets you focusing on other things. It and certainly does. Yeah, yes. all of the, the the schemes that they've devoted or that. All of the schemes that they're donating to Mm -hmm. are, like you say, sort of there's a GP surgery with Mm -hmm. a wasteland and um, a... Uh, it's all mental health things that they're supporting, which is great. Fantastic, and, yeah. yeah it, as we all know, it's it's good for our our brains, but also for nature, isn't it? So Most definitely, nice to learn yeah. About isn't it, so
1: so good, good on them. And obviously, we look forward to to see well. we will see the the, the, the work they they produce over the time. Mm. Um, the other the next story. Uh, I must admit, this only came through to me yesterday. Uh, Colorado beetle scare. Uh, in the south of England, that's the the headline. Okay. Um, now, obviously, we're all probably familiar with Colorado beetles. Certainly, when I was at school, I do remember seeing the posters going up in the the nineteen seventies about this this beetle that got into the country could cause absolute pandemonium with our potato crops. And uh, right. obviously, it's, a, it's a, basically an American pest, which obviously, if it gets over to the UK, could cause absolute havoc. And apparently, it's been coming in on leafy vegetables, things like salad leaves, fresh herbs, and basically hopping on, uh, using that as a free ride into the UK. So, as we know, Peter, you know, biosecurity is so, so much more important now, especially now we're out mm. of the EU. Um, and obviously, to, seeing two sightings is, is a little bit concerning.
0: Well, definitely, because I'm guessing the sightings are out in in the wild, as it mm, were, or in summit, yeah. and like you say, sort of, you've only got to get that established, mm. and we've got. Yes. Another problem. Another,
1: yeah. So the, these two sightings— one was in Kent, and the other one in Hampshire. And I would say we'll, we'll put a link on the show notes, Peter. But yeah, just be familiar and be aware of what a, a Colorado beetle looks like. And then if you are producing some tomat- tomatoes or potatoes in your garden, yeah,
0: yeah that's yeah. the point. Because I yeah. suppose yeah, tomatoes being the same family mm. as potatoes, they're, yeah, Is it could- salaceae? Yes, um, the they, they're going to be able to yeah. cross. Well,
1: they may move over, move over across to to have a bit of a bit of a feed. But um, mm. yeah, it's worrying. But uh, yeah, As I say it's not it's a not necessarily scaremongering, but it's a bit of a, a warning shot to all of us to be more vigilant when it comes to certain pests uh, in the garden, especially the Colorado beetle.
0: Well, I, I guess. As no so reading the article a bit more, mm. it, it has been here before, mm. and there was an outbreak in 76 and 77, um, yes. and both were er- eradicated. Yeah. But yeah, I guess back then maybe they were able to use slightly stronger chemicals than we're more than likely, generally yes. using today, and yep. equally, mm-hmm. yeah, is hopefully, yeah, it, it won't indeed. take hold, but no, we'll see. Did. Yeah, indeed. Then we've got Squires are electrifying now. I know they Sort of through the grapevine i heard that they're putting a lot of um, car charges in, mm. in their car parks but they have they've, they've going their delivery vehicles are now going electric yeah one, well. one
1: yeah one step and i think i think squires garden centers are all sort of quite close to london aren't they or in that so the the, the uh, obviously the the areas where we obviously congestion charges are being made so perhaps this is uh yeah it's a ah. you you layers isn't it you basically yeah layers yep. screen, yeah so that's probably another reason why yeah a lot of uh, of company vehicles will have to go over to that for uh, electric, for, for for paying yeah for for electric and to, to obviously keep their their costs down for, for uh, moving around that areas but uh, yeah well, well done fair to, yeah, to them well, yeah. good job yeah
0: and blue Diamond, surprise, surprise, are in the news again. Um, what are they buying this time? They got another garden centre, or
1: not this time, Peter? It's okay, they're buying actual production nurseries, so plant-growing nurseries yeah. to add to their uh, obviously amazing repertoire of, of plant supplies. And I suppose it's a bit of self-preservation, is that if you've got, Well, I guess of if you've got the
0: nursery, you can mm. grow all the plants you need for yourself. And yeah. as long as they get the predictions of what they need right mm. and the season. <laughs> Indeed. Works out weather-wise, they do work even better than the rest of us who have to rely on supply and demand, don't we? Yeah,
1: it's a bit more difficult. But, I mean, they've got some obviously really good nurseries. These are across the whole of the country, over in Gloucestershire, um, over, yeah, Bardsley, uh, Evesham. So quite a wide net of of locations as well, which I suppose is good. Yeah. um, as well. But at the end of the day, they're they're suggesting that uh, uh, 60% of plants grown by... Glendale, which is a big supplier to the rest of the gardening trade, including all independents, including Buckingham Garden Centre, um, is is good. So if, if we're getting that uh, through, but it's it does make you feel to a certain extent that uh, we are sort of losing that independence of nurseries. Perhaps mm, it might make yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, obviously
0: the specialist um, mm. nurseries that we use at the garden centre aren't on the sort of scale that yeah. Glendale is. But obviously, mm. yeah, if uh, one of the bigger suppliers is no longer available to us Mm. independents and it's going to Open the market up for more yeah. independence, but equally, I suppose, it might also mean that we end up having to import more, or, which, which is, is a shame. Yeah,
1: which is the last thing we want to be doing, really, if we can support British growers, which of course we, and that's I think what has happened over the last two, maybe three years, Peter, isn't it? We have moved over to UK supply mm. um, because of the, obviously the, the problems and of, of the bureaucracy of, of bringing Well, plants since in. Brexit,
0: yeah, mm. it's been a bit of a nightmare, yeah, I get. Yeah. Things in, and then obviously mm. with the peat ban, yeah. it's going to make it even more, more, fun. Difficult. Um, more difficult. yeah. We'll see, but yeah. anyway, yeah. well, fair enough. At fair least they've Glendale has had its future secured, hopefully for yes. another few years, and which could only be a good
1: thing in this, this yeah. difficult time definitely. as well. Yeah. And a story which we we touch on actually when we were talking about peat-free compost uh, a couple of months ago, Peter, is the the fact that uh, a lot of the the carnivorous plants, the pitcher mm. plants, the Venus flytraps, and yes. and like um, our children's favourite, indeed, <laughs> if, if you can get hold of them. Again, they they've been in yeah. short supply this this summer, as we've found out at the garden centre here. So, but the good news is that the good old RHS scientists have uh, successfully grown two particularly popular variety of carnivorous plants in a peat-free growing media so this is a bit right. of a first um, brilliant yeah so it's the it's the saracenia so that's the, the picture plant that's the one which produces those that's a of t- big long
0: tall, tall yeah. tubey type yeah, plant. yeah big big trumpet sort yeah. of
1: thing at the end isn't it and of course the, the flies are seduced by the um, well the, the, it almost looks like a, um, a landing platform what you'd see at an airport they, they almost look like landing strips to the, mm. to the insect and they go down there and they gorge on some very short sugary material then they get a little bit intoxicated shall we say and then they can't get out because all the, the hairs yep. are downward facing so that particular plant looks like it's going to grow well in this this peat-free formula which is going Brilliant. to be good news and uh, yeah I mean they're, they're obviously looking at the fact that obviously before that it was magma Smack- moss was the, the, the material which you would use for for growing which of course is going to be uh, more and more difficult to, to, to use from, from mm. next year. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's good. good some good news. Whether that's the same for Venus flytraps, we'll we
0: wait to see. Well, from our point of view, that's the biggest seller, isn't it? It is, yeah. I mean, yeah, you sell yeah. five of those for every other mm. sort of carnivorous plant, and... Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we'll wait and see. Yeah, indeed. And Lambeth is getting a new green, I saw. It's nice story where... For a change, yes. So so cars are not bulldozing through things and um, creating more pollution. We're getting some space for pedestrians and flower beds. That's
1: right. So this is at the London's Garden Museum, and uh, basically, obviously, it's obviously a major centre of horticultural excellence. Yep. Um, If you've never been, you know, it's well worth a visit. It is set, yeah, really in the heart of, of London town. And of course, it's well known because it's the uh, the burial place of plant hunter John Tradescant. So John Tradescant. Okay. We think of the Tradescantia, very popular house plant. Ah, he that's was, where the name came from. Yeah, is it? Yeah, Brilliant. A, yeah. He's century, seventeenth century. So, you know, it's been there a long, old time. And uh, obviously, uh, it is an amazing place, and it, it, it curates a lot of wonderful displays, uh, lots of archived material. So it's a good place to you know spend a couple of hours. Delving it. But this this project is going to be. A Obviously, improving some space outside. outside the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, which so. will be good. And uh, yeah, we we'll look forward to see. Like they're saying that it's going to be a. It should be probably next year when we see the the fruits of their work. But uh, yeah,
0: be interesting mm. to see. Mm.
1: Indeed, and bit of a
0: sad one. Wilco's the mm. sort of high street store mm. has yes. folded. Um yes. Administrators are now picking through the bones, no doubt, and pulling yes. out all the good stuff. And they'll sell yeah. off some of the sites. But yeah, but, I mm. don't know. No. What'll happen to it, whether they'll be able to...
1: Yes. The
0: sports director will come in and um, buy it up and <laughs> <I don't laughs> keep, it keep all... But I mean, to be fair to them, mm. they were a, a bit of a sort of jack-of-all-trades mm. and they had a reasonable range of yes. relatively cheap gardening products They did. And they stuff, used to
1: do a lot, of, they've got a lot of seasonal gardening in there. And I think it's a very populated area that size, like, like, like almost like the Woolworths situation, which, yeah. you know, we talk back, you know, affectionately, that that tried to do too much, and I suppose there's lots of competition with, like, B&M stores and, uh, and the I like.
0: and yeah. that's the trouble, isn't it? Mm. They weren't really a specialist, no. and um, no. the likes of, yeah, their bird care offer, their mm. tool offer, it was mm-hmm. all, well, you can get it everywhere They're else, everywhere, and yeah. go Tesco's and get a similar sort of range. That's and, it. Yeah, yeah. Who is it. they don't really have the expertise to... Sell the tools, but that's it. anyway, yeah. sad because it? It another, com- uh, another another family sort yeah, of family. owned firm wasn't that's right. Yeah,
1: and a lot of a lot of jobs going as well, which is uh, equally mm. uh, sad too. Yeah, so so uh, sorry yeah. to hear about that. Yeah, it's not
0: good. No. And I see Dave Carey from Fothergill's is retiring mm, he or was moving on to new pastures, should yes. we say? I don't know if he's retiring or not. Yeah, no, of
1: course, one of the founder members of Mr. Fothergill's Seeds, of course. Yes, his yeah, his
0: family were yeah, in, in the start, it started it all off. And I mm. mean, to be fair to Fothergill's Seeds, it's a big old brand, isn't mm, it? It, is I mean, now. it encompasses. I say Dalek Tools, um, Johnson's grass, grass Seeds. Grass seed, of course, yeah. And they've already sort of made ventures into other marketplaces. Mm. So, yeah. as we are discussing yeah. earlier, um, Australia, Australia and... Mm. Yeah, the the Far East, that, yes. And, uh, but essentially, mm. Harwood Capital Management, who's a um, venture capitalist, we mm-hmm. we call yes. them, or yeah. investment yeah. group, are mm-hmm. taking a majority share sure. mm-hmm. now in the company. Yeah and uh, have big plans to improve and diversify and yeah. expand the marketplace for which it. is which,
1: which is great yeah because they've got such a strong brand haven't they hence that's why ooh. they're so popular in garden centers i mean they're in uh, yeah they i mean they they say they're supplying over 5000 garden centers and retailers in the uk alone mm. and that sort of suggests to me that they're doing something very right doesn't it yeah they've got they? their yeah, fingers yeah. in
0: many places yeah indeed, yeah. <laughs> but so, yeah so that that's good and hopefully they mm. um, they'll carry on growing and yeah. being fundamentally horticultural based rather than sort of trying to diversify too much mm. and water down their yeah, good th- points that
1: yeah indeed and it's interesting peter on the back of that and it literally happened around about the same time that that news new story broke they had their um their obviously their trials day uh for oh, right yeah for the, the for the gardening trade to visit and uh, basically they showcase johnson seeds as well as mr fothergill seeds and they Basically, are increasing their ornamental and edible offerings uh, by forty. So, forty new 40 varieties. Forty new varieties. That's good. Which is fantastic, isn't it? Yes. Brilliant. So, uh, plenty to look forward to on the on the seed racks uh, mm. next January. And let's next hope January. those
0: forty varieties aren't standard ones that are shared by no, <laughs> <the> Thompson <laughs> and <Worgans, laughs> that they? they're actually unique. Exclusive. Ones, that's what we want. Yeah, yes, a, a, which I'm sure a, a they a will Nice, be. Yeah. nice flavored fruit and veg as good. well. Yeah, yeah, so,
1: we need, it? yeah. it's all good stuff from them.
0: Cool and. I must say, Chris, I came back from holiday mm. and obviously I went to um, Spain and you guys had two weeks of rain and we I came uh, came back and my lawn must have been <laughs> six inches tall. It was enormous and yes, it's, it's done really well this year, but I see uh, Mr. Hedges Gower, great chat with him a few, mm. must be a year or two ago year, now, yeah. told yeah. us all about how to look after your lawn mm. and what have you. Gave some really good tips. Fantastic, yes. He, he's... Going a bit anti dwarf ryegrasses now.
1: Yeah, so he's basically saying that gardeners should stop using ryegrass uh, seed or turf because he reckons that um, not only does native grass look better, it'll right. give you a healthier lawn. So okay, yeah, this is good. So you know, although yeah, dwarf ryegrasses might be a little bit tougher, but actually they. Uh, they don't often give you the density, which of course you need in your lawns. Uh-huh. But yeah, so I mean, it's quite, quite yeah, it's a little bit sort of sidestepping to to the norm of of, of lawn care, but. Uh
0: Fair enough. I, I think the problem is, though, is fundamentally, mm. we all buy our lawn seed in boxes, and we don't really have much choice as to what well, mixture indeed. there is. In it's like it's this one, that one, or the, the other one, one. Yeah. So
1: you <laughs> need to peru- yeah all the ingredients on the the, the box carefully. The, the makeup of the of the the mixture. To see that less
0: ryegrass in his eyes is better. But equally, the other thing that hit the news I saw recently was there was a survey. I think there's only about five hundred people that were surveyed, so yeah, yeah. probably not a very good survey um <laughs> but twenty five percent of them thought that artificial grass should be banned,
1: yes, which sort of goes with most people's thoughts at the moment i mean it's it's getting such a lot of flack isn't it in the in the gardening
0: trade but uh, I think now there's a couple of companies out there that are doing recycled plastic grass. Ah, yes. And you think, well, yeah, totally agree with the, the mm. sort of virgin plastic grass mm. being banned or but, yeah, not being so, but, yeah, it, popular, shall we say, amongst the public. But if yeah. we've got a, if we're recycling plastic bottles or whatever it is that they make it out of, surely that's, that's not a bad thing, is it?
1: No, and in limited usage, I'm sure it, it has got it has got its place. I mean, I'm not totally. Against it, I think in in the right place it's fine. However, I think for for the, some of the large use of it and the fact that it, it heats up and of course it it affects our wildlife, yes. I think for, for that reason alone. Um, being that natural yeah. grass is better, it but is. Yeah, 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 I mean, it's yeah, obvious, isn't it? Yeah, yeah all the yeah.
0: bugs and what have you that we get in yeah. and lawns. And
1: but all. but what has happened, obviously, since the the lockdowns of, of three years ago, we're we're seeing obviously a bit of a rebound. So sales of of articles are much lower. They reckon they're forty eight percent lower than the year on year demand, and of course. Uh, yeah, that, obviously that tells you something, doesn't it? That we, mm. we, you know, we we probably all do yearn for that natural yet, and also we've got this this you know this whole idea of rewilding, bringing you know nature back into the garden. No mow may. There's yep. lots of spins on on getting us to to think more carefully about our lawns. But it's um, it's interesting that the lawns are taking up so much of the column inches in the the magazines and newspapers at the moment. But then you
0: think how many houses do you go to with a garden that don't have a lawn? Very yeah. few, yeah. Exactly, yeah, most yeah. people, even if it's a small lawn, mm. a patch of glass, uh, grass is mm. definitely a quintessential English Indeed. part yes, it is. of the garden, mm. isn't it? And it is, yeah. From an exercise point of view, I always think, well, at least, I've, uh, at least <laughs> I'm exercising once yeah. a week. <laughs> Indeed,
1: yeah. Indeed. And, and the thing is, with lawn care now, it's become, obviously, more technically advanced, especially with, uh, obviously, uh, RoboMo-type yes. <laughs> equipment on Robotic the market now. now yes, yeah. yeah, so yeah. all that sort of you know all that sort of advancements there and obviously the improvements in feeds and feed and weed products on the market too so yeah generally science is now helping us manicure our lawns and and that's probably taking a lot more of the the, the, the heartache of trying to grow them and nurture them
0: that's it and i think the bottom line is mm. if you're like me and you like wandering across your lawn without any socks on they feel so much nicer oh, and
1: yes. perfect.
0: now another article that Obviously, in the press, most years is mm. water conservation. Water wisely, yes. Yeah, I, I was very pleased this year, Chris. That, uh, as we as I said earlier, when I went to Spain, you had two weeks of rain, so mm. my hanging baskets did really well this year. I haven't <laughs> had to worry about them at all. Fantastic. But yeah. equally, it, uh, there's no harm in putting a water bus in is there certainly not no and if you uh, okay yeah. it's a bit of an expense to start off with but yeah. the water's better for your plants it
1: is indeed yes and yeah it's soft no chloridine in it it's not and it's not any of the nasty nitrates and uh, yeah a lot of your plants especially your ericaceous plants will will really thank you for it too so yeah.
0: definitely uh, another plug i guess from us for
1: water bus indeed yes and um our uh, top five for this this month, Peter. Yes. yes.
0: What's been selling well? What are we doing? Perennials. We are, this yeah, month, perennials.
1: So these are these are perennials. We sell in a one liter pot. So it's okay. the, It's the it's the most popular size of buying a plant. You know, not not huge, nice and small, nice and so you small. can get
0: it established well. And that's
1: it. Yeah, and a good range of varieties. That's the thing. One liters generally are more available. Uh, so going in reverse order, number five, Leucanthemum Snow Lady, which is one of those wonderful daisies. If you like daisies, with Big white flowers and bright yellow eyes. That's the one for you. Uh, Number four, Penstemon, Pentium Wedding Day. So Penstemons, a lot of people lost them last winter because of the the cold December. So Penstemons have been in high demand. So it's not surprising that's at number four. Right. Uh, Number three, uh, Delphinium, Black Knight. Okay. Obviously, a lovely uh, dark, flowered, dark flower. Yeah, yeah. always a lovely flower. Fantastic, yeah. And if you can grow them and with before <laughs> the slugs get to them, even better. Yeah. Uh, number two, lupinus gallery mix. So these are mixed lupins. Yeah. Okay. And at number one, are we surprised? Well, lavender hidcut.
0: It's a good old strong lavender. It does is. well. Yep, and, and uh, feeds the, bee- the bees. Okay. Brilliant in that respect, I always think, it smells so nice I and think.
1: and yet yeah, smells and so resilient in you know and the sort of summer we've had it's been obviously very mixed, but my because yeah, it does well
0: in the dry yeah. and it does okay in so long as you've got relatively free drained soil that's the it? secret, isn't it
1: yes, yeah, and of course i've been I've just been harvesting some of my lavender flowers now for. Putting, well, using the house or whatever we usually do yeah, with yeah. them, but uh, it's a good time
0: to, to get those. Well, uh, it's Great pieces. for making potpourri. I that's always it think. Yeah, yeah. I, I love the smell of it. I know yeah, yeah. some people say it smells of old ladies, but oh, yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah indeed.
1: Yeah, it's uh, yeah, but lavender of all varieties, but obviously hickup just seems to t- ticks all the boxes, doesn't it?
0: Mm. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, well that's mm-hmm. interesting. Yep. Yeah. So, it's our favourite, oh dear, favourite <laughs> <laughs> bit, jobs, jobs, <laughs> jobs. Yeah. jobs. What well, you got for us to do this month, I oh, think Chris? There's, there's,
1: there's so, so much, I mean September for many people is the start of the gardening year, if you think about it. Right, <laughs> right. okay, if yeah. If we haven't already had to do a lot, but it's, yeah, it's bulbs, isn't it? We're, yes, the, the, it is, yeah, because yeah. they're
0: all in the shops now, aren't mm, they? They are and indeed, yes. We've done our Christmas potatoes, so it's We're now f- on to yes. our bulb planting. Yes,
1: which I noticed has sold really well this this, uh, this, this last few months, so mm. yeah, well done for everybody who's planting them and... Look forward to those nice crops on Christmas Day. Um, but yeah, colchicums, obviously the autumn crocus and the uh, the, the cyclamen heteropholiums, they're the ones which really need to, to be planted first. So if you come into the garden centre and you're looking at the bulbs and think, ooh, tulips, a bit early for those, yeah, maybe. But amongst all those sort of miscellaneous bulbs, there'll be some really good ones to, to be planting straight away. Because okay. you'll get flowers hopefully this, this autumn. Right, Brilliant. And, um, again, a little bit of work, unfortunately, but doing a little bit of sowing of hardy annuals. So things like cornflowers and serenthi and scabosa, all these are really, I mean, all great for for our pollinators. And they grow
0: well next year, don't they? They do,
1: yeah. So if you've got a spare bit of ground, you know, if you've got a spare bit of space in your allotment, so a few of those, you can get them on growing nicely. Then you can transplant them into the the, the flower borders when you start taking out your your summer colour, uh, you know, next month or into November, that would be would be good as well, and okay. uh, yeah, in the next yeah week or two, you will start to see in garden centres and nurseries. Obviously, the early hardy pansies and violas. Yeah, um, we're in a bit of obviously when well, we're in sort of August into early September, we are in a bit of a lull between crops. But uh, well, it's nice to see that the pansies and violas when they arrive because you know that uh, <laughs> winter's on its way. But
0: mm. uh,
1: yes, but
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this year bedding has been a bit hard to get for some mm, garden centres, hasn't it? And certainly, um, yeah. The last month, we've been selling lots of grasses, and mm. I mean, it was nice to see the displays we put together. Yeah, as some normally you think oh, bedding plants, bedding plants, bedding plants, mm. and, no, but this year it's bedding plants, grasses, grasses, and, yeah, hookerers mm.
1: and hostas, and of course dahlias. Of course, dahlias have been a good popular seller through through the month of August too, so um, which mm. is good. But yeah, I mean, it's all about this transition period, and I always think really September's a little bit early really start changing our containers and pots but we need to start thinking about what we're going to go into our containers as well so a lot of those plants things like hookers and uh, and grasses will be perfect components for our winter pots and things like that yeah yeah on the yeah house plants yeah so uh, certainly nights are getting a bit chillier, certainly they're drawing in a bit so that means our house plants if they've had a bit of a summer holiday perhaps need to be thought to be bringing those back in um, yep. and I would say, say Peter the most important job is to do a quick slug test make sure they're not carrying any unwanted uh, slug snails Yeah a, you another, don't want them in your front room do you? No you know, don't you know, <laughs> <with the sofa. laughs> yeah. So give them a good clean up and obviously just check underneath the uh, the pots, put them back into a nice saucer, and uh, just keep an eye out on those as well. But get those, you know, moved into the the normal slots for for the winter period as well. Yep. Um, still time to take a few cuttings. You know, your, your fuchsias, your salvias. Uh, your proper pelagoniums you know your scented geraniums that type of thing they're really really good I had a customer this morning actually inquiring how to do some borgamvillia and yeah still a bit of time to do that if you've got a little bit of warmth in a a greenhouse or a cold frame so uh, try and get those nicely rooted before the winter too yeah and um yeah september good time if you haven't already done it to, to give you, your your uh, evergreen hedges a little tidy up as well um all this rain of course this summer has meant if you trimmed back in beginning of July, they've probably found that the, the hedges have grown, grown back again, back again. again yeah, yeah, yeah I know
0: my laurel hedge mm. is ready well is ready for another chopping again it's yes a, never ending. Not as bad as Leylandii, but it's certainly not far behind, it's a good one for growing Yeah, but if
1: you've got, I'm going to say, topras as well, and maybe, you know, if you're doing topras, give them a little bit of a feed, probably the last feed of the season I would say, once we're into September, early part of there as well And um, sunflowers, have you been growing any sunflowers this year? So I never
0: got round to it. No, I, 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 I promised my children that we mm, would, and I never yeah, did. So.
1: Yeah, slow's got most of mine, but I've got two, and they're not growing where they should be growing. They're growing in pots. Oh right, um, okay. And one's about four foot tall. The flowers are coming on, on it, and it's going to look spectacular, but it's not where it should have been. Um, and it's just a reminder, really, leave those sunflowers flowers on uh, to to feed the birds.
0: Yeah, because yeah, they come and pick all the seeds. And mm. I noticed, in Northampton, we've got a flock of ringneck parakeets. Oh, right. That okay. escaped out of the council's aviary, I would say four, five, six years ago oh, when right. I first planted okay. them. And you see them, they, they land on sunflower heads and they absolutely love them. They yeah. go mad for mm. them. And yeah, it's a nice, nice to see them all being, all the seeds being used. Isn't Indeed, it? yeah. And
1: you'll probably find where you, you've uh, left your plant, you'll have some little seedling sunflowers next year as well. That's, that's power <laughs> for the course, yeah. of course. Yeah.
0: That's it. And I guess. I was looking at my potatoes the other day, mm. and the first ones are, I say, going yellowy browny mm-hmm. now. So I'm that's guessing a, that's the first. No, that's a good indication that I might be able to dig them up.
1: Oh yes, basically, yeah. A bit of yellowing of the foliage is usually an indication that that's they're ready. So yeah, so maybe just lift a, lift a, lift a plant Start to see. Start to trial one from, and, yeah, and see how, what how we've Yeah, got. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So far, I mean, it's been I think quite reasonable for for a lot of root crops this year albeit a little bit slow. Um, I'm thinking about my carrots. They're probably at least a month behind to what they were the last couple of years, but it's been, That's worth, it's been worth the wait. <laughs> That's brilliant.
0: brilliant. That's good, yeah, because yeah, a nice fresh carrot out of the oh, ground is so, so lovely. It's so bit. sweet. I mean, it's yeah. the
1: sweetness you notice from uh, shop-bought, isn't it, as well? Um, on, on fruit as well, Peter, yeah, if you've got any summer... Fruited canes of your your, uh, your raspberries. That's the mm. time now to take those out. So anything which is has cropped, just follow it back to soil level and trim as close to the soil as possible. Right. That will then hopefully stimulate. Well, hopefully you'll have plenty of other shoots already in place for next year. Tie those in if you've got a uh, some sort of system where you've got wires and uh, strings. because yep. uh, those are the those are ones you want to ha- leave in place. Because for your it's crop second
0: area. year. No, they only get fruit on the second year, old, correct?
1: Yes, so so any any new shoots which have developed this year will give you a crop or should get you a crop next year, and mm-hmm. also you know maybe give them a mulch as well, just yeah, get and do a bit of weeding to sort of put them to bed for, for the for the for the winter, okay, yep. as well. Yeah, that's good. Um, and yeah, I suppose we, we're almost into the picking of, of apples and pears, um, season, so obviously you're you with, with fruit, you tend to cradle the fruit don't You, you just lift it slightly. Yep. If it parts from the the tree, then you know that it's it's ripe. Really it's to pull off. Yeah. Um, well, yeah.
0: The way I always think is, unless it's obviously been very windy, mm. have a look at the windfalls. Yes. And if you've got windfalls on the ground, generally means it's good, about yeah. time to start picking. And yeah, for
1: sure. Uh, another thing, yeah, certainly if you've got your tomatoes, if you're finding that you're getting uh, obviously ripening fruit. But you've still got a lot of foliage on it. it's worth just taking off and removing the lower foliage to expose the the fruits to a bit of sunshine a bit of warmth, oh, right, yeah yep. and okay. also it also cuts down. Um, it helps the air circulation which hopefully will keep any mildew and any uh, rots too and also keep an eye out for blight of course because that is around at the moment Uh,
0: especially it's been quite wet hasn't it and we don't want the blight going down into the tubers
1: indeed yeah tubers or or onto your tomato fruit so take those leaves off if you see them infected and obviously lift your potatoes as soon as possible with the hope that you'll be able to use them fairly freshly then and Yeah, they're doing rot off do indeed. They? Indeed, um, so quite a lot in the, the fruit and veg side to be doing. Um Yeah, and then obviously we're talking about uh, good old bulbs. Um mm. Garden centres will start be getting in the the hyacinths, the prepared hyacinths for for Christmas. Yeah,
0: we'll, um, get them in the in yeah. the in the bowls ready for Christmas. Yes, isn't it? yeah.
1: I like to do mine in in pots first of all. Then I can. Basically, eat them out and put them at the same stage once they've sprouted a bit, rather than putting it's three pots really right. in. that tend to do that,
0: and in that way, they all flower at the same time. Yeah, the otherwise you. Yeah. Chris. That's brilliant, <laughs> That's good point. tip. Thank Look, you.
1: It's a commercial tip they, the, the growers <laughs> always use, and it, it seems to work, yeah. which is which is good there. And if you've got a greenhouse, um, um, yeah, despite the fact we've not had lots of sunshine this summer, if you have put some sort of cool glass or something over. Uh, to keep the the sun raised out or to reduce the temperature yep. now's the time to start removing that and give it the, you know the, the greenhouse a, a good clean as we go into the autumn to to capture all that light
0: which get the jays fluid out give yeah. it a good scrub down and um, yeah clean it all up ready for next year. that's it yeah and i think
1: you know vigilance is really the most important thing in all parts of the garden this time of year you know if you do see any rotting leaves take them off uh you know you know, Cleanliness is next to
0: godliness, don't they say? That's right. So the other thing on cleanliness, Chris, mm. courgettes. Okay, so every year they obviously, when they start getting towards the end of the season, you get that white. Is it botrytis it's or
1: probably milk? Probably powdery mildew. Powdery mildew. Is it? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, do I need? I mean, am I meant to be ripping the leaves off? Am I? Do I just leave it? Yeah. And what's the best way to? Deal with causias. Yeah, so if
1: you've got a little bit of mildew on on just one or two leaves, I would say take those leaves off. If the whole plant is infected, um, then I would say remove them where they're near the fruit, so you can get light and air to the fruit. Um, But obviously those leaves will still photosynthesize, they'll still generate food, albeit in a much more reduced way. If you completely defoliate the plant, it's going to stop growing.
0: So, well, this is the thing. It's yeah. a, I was having a debate with someone, they seem to rip their courgettes up at the first sign of any sort of mildew. And no. I'm like, well, I wait for them to go yellow and die when sure. yeah. the fact they've got a bit of mildew on. Yeah. I don't it, care because it no. doesn't seem to make any difference to the courgettes themselves. That's, I that's still right. get the fruits off them. Exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. It's knowing, you know, that the plant's still growing. It's affected. to One of my cucumbers actually has, has done exactly the same. Oh know? right. Okay. It, but it's still producing flowers and it's still producing fruit. It's got probably half the leaves are mildewed. I've removed some of the worst affected ones. I've yep. just increased the amount of feed. And fingers crossed it will carry
0: on for another another few weeks. Brilliant. Okay. So yeah, don't don't be too harsh no, on them. Let, no. let, let them grow with yeah, a bit indeed. of injection. Yeah, yeah.
1: And it, this year, as we know, hasn't been easy on them. I mean it's the humidity yeah. has not been particularly good. Um and again, in the greenhouse, you might want to do a little bit of repotting. Um Amaryllis bulbs—if you've been growing those yep. through the through the summer—mine Um my, mine flowered very late. I think they were in flower around about April, May, much later than normal. So they're still got lots of nice green leaves on. Um, so I'll carry on giving them a bit of water and feed, probably right until next month, and right. then I'll withhold the watering, let them die back for a couple of months, and then I'll repot them with the hope that I'll get some flowers for, for Christmas. So Excellent. Yeah, 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 do that um,
0: well. uh, I can remember our podcast with Jane Perrone. She's a real fan of um, amaryllis. Yes, she, she does <laughs> like them. And I can see
1: why. They are amazing flowers, and there's so many fantastic varieties out there. Singles, doubles, and a whole range of colours as well, including some amazing green flowered yep. varieties, which are, are amazing too. Uh, as
0: well. I, I'm not so fussed on them. The no. white's and the, I mean, they're not... Yeah, Not What I call green, they're no. sort of greeny white, and they're a bit. <laughs> I, I like a nice red one personally. I yeah, think they look strong amazing. Or, or the pure white. Pure whites are good. Yeah. The, the, the green ones, I yeah. think.
1: But, but as I'm let's go, I mean, you do see them these days as cut flowers. They are very mm-hmm. much back. They are very in vogue at the moment. They're big so. old flowers. They are. Yeah. yeah. And they yeah. do give you, a, a, you know, a real wallop of colour, don't they, in a in a vase? So yeah, yeah. Well,
0: and I'll say something else controversial. I think they smell a lot better than hyacinths. Well, yeah. <laughs> Yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, no, yeah, no, to be fair, <laughs> yeah, uh, good to know that, yeah. that it, they're not that hard to grow, indeed, yeah.
1: And, and finally, Peter, there's a few sort of garden maintenance jobs to think about. I mean, yeah, we talk about the lawn, yes, yeah, certainly a good time to get the good old uh, rake, do a bit of a workout to get rid of that, uh, that moss. Yeah, about, I was going to ask, is it
0: mm-hmm. are we allowed to get the autumn lawn feeder yet, or yes, is it we're leave the, it another month? Yeah. Uh, no, I think m- from
1: the middle of this month, middle of September, absolutely fine, yeah, okay, yeah, so. So
0: it's, it's too late to scarify now, isn't it? Um, so you, you, probably you, not worth scarifying. I wouldn't do anything,
1: well. mate, unless you've got a lot of moss and you want to create your own hanging baskets this year, this this autumn. If you've got lots of moss, that, that would be a good good option. Good to use for, it, re- isn't it? Yes, re- definitely. But, uh, yeah, indeed, okay, uh, yeah. great stuff. So um, feed the lawn. Yeah, and then maybe do a little bit of reseeding, overseeding. In view of the fact that the moisture content in our our lawns and our soil is so good at the moment, yep. you know, work with the weather. Do a bit of overseeding there. Um, our ponds, obviously. Ponds? ponds? Yes. What about ponds, Chris? Yeah, so in the next few weeks, I'm sure the first of the autumn leaves will start to fall.
0: So Yes, it's always a good time to put a little... To, I, I used to use pea netting.
1: Okay, um, sort of it across the yeah, whole
0: pond. No, yeah, just a half inch netting yep. and that just put that across the no, top of the pond and then yep. every week or so... Take it out before
1: they get too weighty and yeah, yeah you yeah. get rid
0: of all the leaves, and then that yeah. stops all that rotting down in mm. the bottom of your pond. Yeah. and you, you know, I guess pull all your marginal plants out, give them a bit of a yeah. titivation, and sort of tidy them up. And Indeed. The ones That'd that be a good are job, yeah. die off cut yeah. them back maybe
1: divide them if they've made big clumps as well that might be a good job yep. to do for some of the uh, some of the iris and such like or maybe getting a little bit uh, mm. yeah, to they grow yeah. well don't they, they do um, yeah and we're talking about water butts as well maybe get you know, give those a check over um, I mean normally at this time of year they're usually fairly empty so you'd mm. be able to give them a clean out so you need to sort of pick your time if when the, the water level does drop that they decide whether you're going to give it a good clean out a good sterilise uh, with a proprietary it's uh, a good idea. I
0: don't think I've
1: ever cleaned a water butt out in my life. I just no, I've done it. it. I've done stay. it a couple of times, but it's, I, it, yeah, it's something you don't often remember to do. That's the problem. It's a good good reminder. Yeah, Thanks, yeah, Chris.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And um, yeah, I mean, obviously, once we get into the month of September, it's all about uh, you know really. Know, collecting those leaves or any vegetation to get that compost heap on the go. And mm. I think that's the most positive thing to to end September in the garden is, is, is get your compost heap uh, ready and uh, productive.
0: Yeah, well, I, I must say, I do love... I've got one of these Greenworks vacuum cleaners. And okay. I love it. Mm. Oh. So much easier to get the leaves, out. You just go and vacuum them Fantastic. all Fantastic. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. And, no, they sort of get half-shredded as well mm-hmm. as they go through the motor and then Perfect. chuck them onto the compost heap. Yep. And... Um, I'm looking forward to next year to see how my compost has actually come out because yes. I, I haven't done um, masses other than pile it up, pile it up but mm-hmm. it's in a pallet and I think if I get time I might transfer it now into a different pallet because okay, give it a turn it yeah, yeah, turn it over mm-hmm. and um, yeah, hope, I'm hoping Yeah I'll have some nice compost to start my um, no dig gardening next yes, year. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I say I'm no dig.
1: I'm just seeing so many uh, headlines in a lot of the gardening magazines and even in the newspaper the other day. Um, it does seem to be a thing at the moment. Mm. There's, there's definitely a trend. So, yep, certainly on the on the plot, I'm going to give it a go for maybe for next year too.
0: Brilliant, we can confer notes on how, mm. how, how our sun lounges worked and um, yes. how our non, no, no digging <laughs> <I just laughs> g- gave us ca- so much more extra time to actually <laughs> sit and enjoy, enjoy our gardens. I need
1: a lot, of, a lot of cardboard, that's why I need to get on my shopping list. Yes. Oh,
0: right, OK. Yep. Yeah, because that uh, works as a, a sort of mulch, doesn't it? That's and, it, yeah. You know, but equally, I must say, someone on the allotment, a few plots up, has obviously been learnt about this, and it's fantastic that mm-hmm. they're doing it, but... Take the cellar tape off the cardboard because, yeah, oh, as yeah, the cardboard will rot down, the plastic of the tape, of course, is left yeah. there it's and a good tape, it blows yeah. across onto your neighbors. Allotments oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I keep on finding like bits of brown tape. Where's all this yeah, coming so, from? But so yeah, it's all of their sure. packaging. But yeah, yeah, indeed. that's life. Yeah, yeah. There's always something going wrong, next, <laughs> yeah. Excellent.
1: Yep. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think we we're, we're, that's the roundup of uh, of September in the garden as far as jobs, Peter. It's going to be a, quite a busy month. As mm. I say, it's often heralded as the start of the garden year. Well, maybe yeah, this year, perhaps just a, 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 a preamble humble into into the into the autumn.
0: I see. And what's, what's our next show about, Chris?
1: So next show, we're going to be chatting all about grapevines. And, okay. and wine, more importantly. Wine. Now, yes. that's
0: yeah, definitely always worth listening out about. Okay, so this is Tim Tim Chafford. Chafford, yeah. Um, who, who, who's uh, our local, well, I think he must be our, our closest vineyard owner. He, he's, as the crow flies, I'm going to say about a couple of miles from yeah, here. Yeah, um, over, over, over in gorcott So yeah. not far at all. Yeah. And I think, yeah, he gave up the nine to five... Working life mm. and ventured out into starting a vineyard yes. and I mean, it's lovely stuff. It's but.
1: very nice. I I recommend his his Bacchus. It's my favourite favourite tipple. There's a yeah. few
0: sort of mm. English vineyards that I've had wine from, and to mm. be fair. They are. They mm. do produce some really lovely white they do. wines. They do. Yes. So it'd yep. be really interesting to find out a little bit more from Tim about mm. what his recommendations are, and um, yeah. looking forward to that. Yeah. So
1: yeah. So there'll be a couple of weeks' time. Uh, we'll have a chat with uh, Tim Schaefer.
0: Brilliant. Okay, yeah. and I guess the other thanks, Chris. We should really. So say uh, thanks to all our listeners indeed. as usual, and please carry on sharing mm. if you're still enjoying listening to us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <indeed. laughs> uh, our details with your friends and yeah.
1: And, uh, yeah, and let us know. Yeah, if there's anything, yeah. any, anybody we've we've not talked to in the world of gardening, you'd love to hear us chat to. It's a good yeah, idea. Yeah, any idea. Any anything subjects
0: you want us to cover, please yeah. let us know.
1: Yeah, we're open to any suggestion on the in the world of gardening and, and nature.
0: Brilliant, great stuff.
1: Okay, well, thanks, Chris. Thank you, Peter. Today's show was brought to you by Buckingham Garden Centre and Nurseries. The show was hosted by Chris Day and Peter Brown. The show was produced by Peter Brown. And our thanks to Chilton Music Therapy for providing the music. Thanks for listening. At Chilton Music Therapy, we want everyone to know the difference that music can make in their lives, from parents and their premature babies in hospital to grandparents with dementia. We provide music therapy and community music services to people of all ages and needs across England. We work both digitally and in person in people's homes, care homes, schools, hospitals and hospices. Find out more at childrenmusictherapy.co.uk.